the whole general idea behind the verse of the year is that we want something simple, something easy to memorize, and, 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 and something that's going to stick with you, and, um, and something that's going to help you. Uh, last year and last two weeks ago, I, I, I uh, sort of rehashed last year's 2010's verse of the year, which was, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, which is um, Proverbs chapter 3. And as I explained to you then, if you were there, if you were here, and if, you were, if you're visiting or, or uh, missed a few Sundays or whatever, I talked a little bit about that, reflecting back and so forth. But if you were here, you heard me say, I chose that verse. Uh, actually, we, we, Clay and I and, and Steve didn't meet together, and I, I, I chose the verse, and they, I said, come on, guys, go with me. And they, they uh, graciously deferred to me on that. Because I knew last year, as we were approaching this year of transition, which we're still in, um, I've taken, for those of you who don't know, I've taken a different role. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, no, I'm no longer the senior pastor. I'm just just, 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 just the pastor, uh, one of the pastors, which is fine, which is great. But, uh, and we're still looking for a, a senior pastor. And I knew, that, I knew this year would be, this past year would be tough, so I, I really chose that verse for me. I'll be blunt, for me, because I needed to remind myself every week, every day, trust in the Lord with all your heart and not on your own understanding. Well, this year, when we got ready to choose a verse, I came up with this idea, and then, once again, the guys deferred to me, and I appreciated that. Um, I chose this verse for you. And the reason I chose this verse for you, how do I say this nicely? Um, the reason I chose this verse for you is because you're all just a bunch of selfish son of guns. You are, and you know it, don't you? And so am I, by the way, just in case you didn't know that. Uh, so I chose it for me, too. Um, and that verse, I mean, that says it all. He must become greater, I must become less. John the Baptist uttered those words first, talking about Jesus, of course. I, I use it in a, in, a, in a more applicable way to all of us. And, and certainly, as we talk about that, what does the verse mean? Um, as, we, as we talk about that, once we have begun this journey, whenever that started for you, maybe at a very young age, maybe... Like Jordan, our, who we dedicated this morning, you were from the very from day one. You were dedicated to God and been in church, and you don't exactly know when this whole thing started, but you know it started somewhere back there. Can't even remember exactly. Maybe you're like that. Maybe it was as an adult you came, you had a come to Jesus kind of moment, you know. Um, um, and maybe again, maybe you're still in process with it, and that's that's terrific. Uh, wherever you are on that journey, whether it started or you're still thinking about it or in process, one of the things that we have to stop and recognize and remember is part of that journey is it's, I've got to be a little less selfish, a lot less selfish in my case, and let Christ shine through me in a much greater way. So what does this verse mean? Those two things, very simple. Two things. Stop being, I'm going to tell you what they are, two points, real quick. Stop being a selfish jerk. That's the first thing. Okay? And the second thing is, start letting Christ shine through your life. By the way, this isn't about what we start next. I'm speaking next week um, as we kick off the series on Modern Family. And um, my theme is, is uh, how to affair-proof your marriage. And uh, for that, I, I will just say this. For that whole series on the family that we're going to be doing, Clay and I will be doing, um, this is really the, the foundation for it. Stop being a selfish jerk and start letting Christ shine through your life. 
Now, I wanna, I wanna, I'm going to say more than that, but let me, let, me, let me just say a couple things, all right? Stop being a selfish jerk. I want to get into some pas- another, another passage as well in the Bible. But, but before I do, I'm gonna just, when I say stop being a selfish jerk, here are some suggestions to think through. Um, and we'll, I'll, re- I'll revisit these as we, open the, uh, the, as we look in the Bible here in a minute. Learn the difference in reacting and responding. I had a prophet that used to tell me that all the time. Don't react, Rich. You need to learn to respond. He knew me well. <laughs> Still dealing with that. That was 30 some years ago. Um, don't react, respond. React has a tendency to be negative. It, it just pop off, you know, smart aleck, some kind of a remark. So part of that whole being less of a selfish jerk thing, learn to respond, not just react. Proverbs tells us to ponder how we answer. Good. It's a good verse. Uh, number two, make a conscious effort to think of others first. That's pretty simple. Not simple to do, but it's a simple point. Uh, number three, ask someone close to help keep you aware of that. That's when we get into family stuff, and maybe your wife or your husband or your roommate or, or a close friend or maybe somebody you work with and you're with a lot. Help, help me. Help me, you know, to be aware of this. We all need somebody to, to point that out to us at times in a loving way, in a gracious way, right? Um, ask God to keep you aware. Ask God to keep you aware of it. And um, for, fifth thing, practice thankfulness, not entitlement. Practice thankfulness, not entitlement. So many times we get entitled in our culture. We think we have the right for this or the right for that and so forth, and uh, practice thankfulness. And um, last thing is just think. Just think. Stop and turn everything off. <laughs> Yesterday, I was, I'll do my little workout, which is all I ever do is a little workout. And um, so I got my tunes in my ear. I've got some TV on in front of me. It's a, a club. And I got my iPad out here playing hearts. I'm on the Stairmaster. And, I, and I'm thinking at the same time, so I got all this going on, I'm thinking at the same time about, gee, um, I really need just to not do all this stuff sometime and just think, you know, and turn off all the stuff, all the multitasking and think. You know, and whether that, uh, a workout's kind of hard to do that because if I think, I'm going to quit. But um, I was going to say, what am I doing this for? But, but there are other many places, maybe in your car, maybe, uh, maybe on the train, maybe walking, taking a walk and just stopping and thinking. No tunes, no, 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 no I pads or iPhones or whatever, just, just stop and think. God, now let me think through my life. I mean, how have I been doing? And, you know, just, uh, so many times we don't do that. Stop and think. Tough issues sometimes. So all that, stop being a selfish jerk. Let's go to the second thing, which is really where I want to spend all my time, the rest of my time at least. Um, start letting Christ shine through you. I'll revisit some of those. I'll go back to them. But start letting Christ shine through you, okay? Um, and how do I do that? This is a tough one. And, and, you know, the thing that most, you know, I think when I first hit this really hard, when I went back to school to study for the ministry and get a degree in theology and Bible, um, I was married at the time. Most of you know that story. And, and, and we already had our first child. And so I was a little older than most of the people that were there and, and so forth. But I had never really confronted this whole thing of how, 
I mean, I've been a, a believer. I've been a, a Christian, you know, most of my life. You know, I'd, like Jordan, I was in church when I was, how old is she? How, how, almost a year? I, yeah, I was, I was in church since I was like, you know, two weeks, I think, or three weeks, you know. And, and so I'd been in church all my life, but I, I went back to school to study for the ministry, and I got confronted with this whole thing of, there, 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 nobody ever used these terms, but it was like there's a certain kind of godly personality. And I don't know if you ever, I wasn't it, in case you didn't know that. I, I mean, I, I didn't even cuss then, but I mean, you know, it was, it was just one of those things. You know, I'm like, I, I knew that wasn't me, and people were loving and gentle and kind and gracious. And I was like Satan, you know? I mean, not, not literally, but I mean, you know, I, I felt that way sometimes. I was a rock and roll disc jockey, and... and, and, and I used to get cards from people saying, we're praying for you. <laughs> uh, I didn't know how to take that. Now I just say, thanks, keep it up, I need it. Um, but I really got introduced to this whole concept of, uh, of a godly personality. Well, let me help you with this. And it's taken me a lot of years to figure this thing out, all right? But I got it figured out. There ain't no thing. There ain't no such thing. Excuse the English, but you get my point. There ain't no such thing as a godly personality. We all have different personalities. God made us that way. And you know what? Embrace that. Now, there might be some parts about who you are that, that, that might need to, some of the corners need to get rubbed off a little bit, you know, some rough edges. That's true for all of us, different ways. But the person whom you are and who God made, the core person whom you are, embrace that. That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is something entirely different. We talk about letting Christ shine through me. He must increase, I must decrease. There, there's, there's something totally different with that. Now, let me show you this passage. This is in uh, Philippians chapter 2. And this is, um, this is really good stuff. Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. This is the Apostle Paul talking to the church at Philippi. And now that I'm away, it is even more important, watch this, work hard to show the results of your salvation. Obeying God with deep reverence and fear, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Do everything without complaining and arguing, so that no one can criticize you, live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. He lived in Jersey, huh? Um, hold, hold, Hold firmly to the word of life. And then on the day of Christ's return, I'll be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. In other words, that I poured my life into you. I'll be proud of that, and so forth. So, there are three things here I want you to see. Very simple, very easy, very quick. All having to do with this, how do I let Christ shine through my life if I'm on that journey of following Christ, being being a believer? And the first one is this. Strive. Work hard. Strive for positive change. Look what he says. Let me, let me take you back to verse 13. For God is working in you. Uh, excuse me. Verse 12. I said verse 13. Verse 12. Dear friends, you always follow my instructions. I'm really interested in the second part of that verse. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. Work hard. He says, work hard. You're a follower of Christ, and you got some stuff you want, some, some stuff you need to tackle. That's going to take hard work. Work hard at that. I'm just letting, there's all kinds of sayings, you know, let go and let God, and, you know, and, and all that has some value, but, but, you know, it takes hard work. It takes hard work. Self-control is hard work. 
And that's where it begins. And, and what he's telling us here is, you know, work hard. Work hard. When, and and he, puts it, he puts it to us in such a way that work hard to show the results of, of, of what God's doing in your life, basically. Work hard at that. So, first thing is strive for positive changes in your life. Work hard at that. Second thing, verse 13, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. With that first thing, work hard is the second thing. Remember, it's not all up to you. It's not all up to you. And the, and the point here that He's making, God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. God gives us the ability, the desire, to do the right thing when we ask him. And we're willing to, to, to put ourselves in that place. God, God does that for us. Remember that. It begins, it begins with an inner work. I mean, tonight, we have Vespers, and we didn't do it last week because of uh, the new year and everything. We have Vespers once a month, and it's tonight. We didn't obviously know that the Jets would be playing at 4.30 this afternoon. But... Um, well, you know, how do you cancel church for a football game, you know? Um, it's going to be over with at halftime anyway. But um, didn't say how, did I? Uh, anyway, uh, uh, said, yeah, yeah, you know, we'll catch the end of it. You know, just hope you can come. I start a new series on Vespers. I'm doing Vespers tonight. And I start a new series it's once a month, have communion. Clay talked about that. But I, and I'm, what I'm doing, I'm taking great men and or women of the faith and their impact that they've had on culture at their time or, or, or our lives even today. And I'm taking, I'm taking a guy you never heard of probably tonight uh, who was a major influence in my life, Martin Lloyd-Jones, a great preacher from England. And he uh, actually died in the early 80s, 1980, one or two. Anyway, um, I, I, it, going through all that remind, remem- made me remember of just how I became this kind of guy, this kind of pastor that really believes change. That's all, that's, that was his big thing always. It has to begin... It has to begin with the heart. It has to begin with God. And, 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 and you have to ask God to give it. And that's what he's saying here. God is working in you, giving you the desire. And the, we have to let God work in our lives for that. We have to let God do that. And that takes work sometimes. That takes a lot of, a lot of thought, a lot of prayer, a lot of help from God. So strive for positive change, but remember, you're not in this alone. That's why God, that's why Jesus is here. That's what it means to have a relationship with Christ, that he gives us the ability uh, and the energy and the, and the strength at times to do and to live in a way that's going to be pleasing to him. It's, ama- it's amazing stuff. Strive for positive change. Remember, it's not all up to you. Third thing, I love this next part. You ready for this? Verse 14. Keep it real. Do everything without complaining and arguing. Do everything without complaining and arguing. Is that in the Bible? Somebody told me they were going to have that printed in a real big font after the first service. They're gonna have that. They said, we have two teenagers in our house. We're going to have that printed in real big font and put in several different key places. And I'm like, well... That's probably a good idea for me, too. Uh, do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. That's the world. This was written six, circa 65 AD. I mean, it's, it's no different in 2011. 
And if you're going to, you know, if, if you're one of those people who doesn't, sh- who doesn't complain or argue, you're going to shine like a bright light because it's so rare. And that, that's what, that's what the, the writer here is talking about. And, you know, when we talk about keeping it real, I mean, it's real easy at times to live that way. But there are other times. I, I had a day the other day. Uh, we, we've been gone, for those of you who don't know, we've been gone for 10 days, a little, little vacay. And uh, it was really just checking up on family stuff, which is never really a vacay, but, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, it's, you enjoy it, but it's, it's always other, other issues. So I was on uh, Monday or Tuesday morning of the past week, uh, this week, this past week, um, I had just a, a, a couple hours where I couldn't be with my, uh, my son was at work and, and, and the grandkids were in school. And so I had, Charlene was doing something with her mom, who also lives there in Alabama, Birmingham. And the weather's crappy, so I can't play golf. And um, I don't have my golf clubs, you know, never got them out of the car. But um, do everything without complaining. Is that what it is? Yeah, okay. Anyway, I'm not complaining. And I'm just telling you how it is. So anyway, I, I, I needed a haircut. With apologies to my, my, my hairstylist who's here, um, I needed a haircut really bad. My hair gets really thick, and I can't do anything with it. And um, so uh, I was asking around, and I found this place called... Colleen's going to kill me. Uh, this place is called the Mail Room, M-A-L-E. Somebody told me about it. And I went, you ever hear of this place? This is, I, I think there's a chain of them. And I went in and I said, well, okay. So they had, they had different levels. I, took, I didn't take the top level. It was like 50 bucks. I took the second level, which is like $35. And, man, it was amazing. It was great. I sit down and some, some young lady comes over and starts r- rubbing my neck and my shoulders and then somebody else comes over, some old lady comes over, she has these big hot things, and she pushes, give me your hand, and puts my hands in this hot paraffin. I'm serious, a bag of paraffin, each hand. I'm like, I never had my hands in paraffin before, you know? And, um, and then the other lady comes over, and she's like, how do you want your hair? And then somebody else starts still rubbing my shoulders and my neck, and I'm like, God, just take me now. This is amazing. This is great. <laughs> <You know? laughs> this is just how, this is how life should be lived. You know, and, and uh, I went back and told Charlene about it. She said, where is this place? And I'm like, they only take men. Ha ha. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, it was great. Before the day's over, though, I'm dealing with some other family issues that are not so great. And isn't it like it just turns on a dime? I mean, all of us understand how that goes. You know, and, and, and those, are, those are the kinds of things that you have to stop and, and reflect upon. That's why the, a verse like this is so important. Take the good stuff, enjoy it. And when the other stuff comes, embrace that too. I don't know that you're going to enjoy it in the same way, but you're going to embrace it. Because that's life. That's keeping it real. That's part of the deal. Okay? And, and that's the issue here. You've got to keep it real. That means... In the everyday areas of my life, that difference, because Christ is in my life, is going to show. In the everyday areas, just in the everyday things, because it's so interesting that he uses just that phrase, do everything without complaining and arguing. And then live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world basically in a world that doesn't shine very much. That's what he's saying. I need that, and you need that. A little less of me, a lot more of Jesus shining through me. That's the verse of the, that's what this means. 
I want to, I want to use probably an inappropriate phrase. I want to pound this into your brain here. So I got four different translations. Just want to read it over again. And, and, that, and um, by the way, I hope you keep a tape of this message so that you can play this back to Jordan when she's older and say, see how you acted the day you were dedicated? No, don't do that. Don't do that. She's doing great. You're doing great. I'm just kidding. Um, um, she really is doing great. Um, but I want, I want to pound these verses in, into, your, into your brain, okay? And um, I'm going to give you four different translations. The last one is the best because it's mine. But um, you'll see that when I get there. New Living Translation puts it this way. He must become greater and greater. I must become less and less. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. He must become greater and greater. I must become less and less. The uh, new, I, I, want, I have to do this. New American Standard Bible, that's the Bible that I first memorized this verse in years ago. So I want to give that to you. But, I mean, it's also, I, I still use the New American. It's, it's still the best translation probably out there. It doesn't flow very well. It's good for study, but it doesn't necessarily, it's not a, not a warm and fuzzy type of a translation. But um, New American Standard says, He must increase, but I must decrease. And I love the, uh, the, the message paraphrase. It goes like this. this is the, watch this. This is the assigned moment for him to move into the center while I slip off to the sidelines. I like that a lot. This is the assigned moment <laughs> for him to move into the center of my life, Christ, to move into the center of my life while I slip off to the sidelines. Still there, but I'm on the sidelines. Love that. Uh, you ready for the? I uh, wish I had Scott back here. We'd do another drum roll. Are you ready for the, uh, for the uh, Rich Teeters New Jersey translation version? This is really good. They edited it up here because those guys don't understand Jersey back there. You know, you got one from DR and one from New York or California or some ungodly place. And anyway, um, this is um, this is this is this is great. I'll give you the real version. You're gonna see it up there because they they edited me. Stop being a self-centered SOB. (laughs) Yes, you can go back and tell the people at your church that they edited the pastor and they censored him, okay? Put him on three-second delay there. Uh, All right. (laughs) You guys, they are crazy. Uh, Stop being a self-centered SOB and let Jesus, his love, grace, and character shine through the real you. You know what? We all can be self-centered. And we all have that streak in us. And the issue here is st- stop a little less, a little less, and a lot more of Jesus shining through me. That's the point here. Can I tell you something? can't do it alone. You can't do it without Jesus in your heart and in your life. And really, in the center of your life. Because we're so prone to selfishness. I mean, we just, we're so prone to it. And that's why Jesus came. And may he give us the grace and the strength and the ability to overcome that. Let's pray together. Lord God, we are very thankful that you did not leave us here alone, but that you gave us the power of the Spirit of God to work in our hearts and in our lives. We thank you for that. 
I pray God, I'll pray for myself first and the others as well. Help that to stay on the, on the forefront of my brain. Less of me, more of you. And I pray that for each person here. I pray that help us, help us think through that. Help us uh, as we help others with that. And uh, we thank you for your grace and for your love. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.